Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of It Doesn't Mean Anything Outside This Room. Listen, like I said earlier, my opinions doesn't mean anything outside this room. So I want you to listen today. Today we'll be talking about cursing. Yeah, our cussing. So please stay tuned. I got a lot of things I want to say about this. All right, let's just dive into it. Cursing. Cursing is one of those things that people look bad upon or frown upon. But to me, that is the most honest people ever. You're cussers. Now, believe it or not, I think some of my great leaders was a cusser. Such as Martin Luther King. Do you not believe Martin Luther King was cussing, trying to get um, civil rights and freedoms for um, us in America? Do you think? He was like, these white people got me fucked up because I got a goddamn dream and I'm going to tell it. I'm going to get in front of the white folks. I'm going to say everything that I want to say. But you know, he was dignified and he was a pastor. So some of the words that he said, he probably didn't say it in public. He probably was telling Jesse, Jesse, you got to stop fucking all these goddamn bitches. You got to. We trying to get our freedom. We trying to get our rights. But you want to fuck these hoes. Yeah, I believe Martin Luther King cussed out Jason. I think Barack Obama is a cusser. Michelle, these motherfuckers had me fucked up when I was president. I had to go smoke my Newport shorts in a box. You know if he's smoking cigarettes, you know President Obama was um, cursing. Some more leaders that we can look at. We can look at your pastor. Your pastor is a cusser. I'm trying to tell them what to do, what God done told me to tell them, and they don't want to listen. They got me fucked up. I know pastors be pissed off. They preach their hearts out on Sunday, and then we go on Monday, do whatever we want to do. So, yeah, the pastor's part of cussing us out. All right, pastor, also looking at them ladies on the first, first row, talking about, hey, I'll tear that pussy up. You know. You know the pastors are cussing. You can look at your boss. Most bosses are cussing. But I feel as though it's that's the passion, that's the honesty, that's exactly how they feel. But sometimes you are in a position where cussing is not appropriate. Me personally, as a teacher, cussing is not appropriate. But sometimes you just get the urge that you have to cuss a motherfucker out. To know, let them know that you ain't playing with their ass. So you have to cuss them out to feel that passion, that desire, that love, that 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 drive that you have. Cussing and expressing all that. So me, I really don't think we should um, censor cussing. Look at your rappers. Your rappers are your most passionate people. Are any artists? They are passionate. So cussing is valid. He has a point. In our next segment, I will be telling you how cussing changed my perspective of life. All right? Stay tuned. All right, let's get into the first cusser that I know and that I admire. That is my grandmother. My grandmother is a saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost woman. 
I don't think I ever known a Sunday that she did not go to church. But she's a cusser. She she showed that passion. She showed that desire that she have. Now, the first time I really heard my grandmother upset and passionate and use her words was when the church had her fucked up. My grandmother is not known for cooking. My grandmother just, I don't think she liked cooking at all. However, the church decided to put her on the cooking committee. Only thing I hear her gossiping on the phone, because that's what she do. Her and her friends, that's what they do, get on the phone and talk about all their grandkids and all their problems. So, this particular day, it wasn't out of ordinary that she was on the phone gossiping. But she was kept on saying that they're full of shit. They're full of shit. They're full of shit. That's the only thing I kept on hearing. I'm like, Grandma, what, what's they full of? What, why are they full of shit? She said, they want me on the damn kitchen committee. I don't like cook. And frankly, I can't cook. They full of shit. They kept, she kept on saying, full of shit. She said, they got me fucked up. The pastor and the other old, she called them hags, the old, other old hags of the church want me on the goddamn kitchen committee. I don't want to cook shit for they ugly ass kids. That's what she was saying. She was going off. Another cousin that I know is my mother. My mother is not known for using profanity. She's very soft-spoken. And I, I really don't remember too many times where she cussed. But she cursed. I remember growing up as a teenager, um, I didn't have too many boundaries. And I, I always pushed the push to all the rules to this mess. And she had started this job where she was working at night. This is the most excited I was growing up. She was working at night. And what that means, I had the whole house to myself at night. So, I used to invite chits over and we used to do our thing. And one day, I got off the bus. My mom was there at home. I'm like, what you doing at home? You should be at work. Because normally she'd be gone by the time I get home. And she was like, I got something to talk to you about. So she she said, go to your room. So I went to my room. And she said, why I see all these damn condoms, wrappers, in your room? I didn't have anything to say at all. I didn't. She's like, who are these bitches you fucking in my house? I'm like, mom, it's really too many to name, so I, I can't tell you a particular one. You fucking with me. Stop fucking playing with me before I beat your ass. And I never heard my mama even talk to me like that. But she was upset. So she cursed me out like I never been cussed out before. She tried to punish me. She wanted me to move with my grandmother while she was going to work, but that didn't work. But my, in my defense, with the Conda Raptor rappers, I said, Ma, you should be proud of me. 
She said, why should I be proud of you? I'm like, I'm having sex, but I'm protecting myself. She like, nigga, I pay every bill up in here. I pay for your food. I pay for your clothes. I do everything for you. Why the fuck you fucking in my house where I pay the cost to be the boss? If I I don't even fuck in my house, then my mama said, I don't even fuck in my house. I fuck other places. I'm like, ma, too much, too much. But she was mad. So all I'm saying is everyone cuss to show that passion, that love and desire that they have on that topic. So don't be alarmed when people are cursing. Do not. The word bitch has always been something that I didn't like. You never call anyone a bitch. And you never call me a bitch. But this is the only time someone called me a bitch and got away with it. As a teacher, I always find myself looking at the bad kids. I always find myself um, going towards the bad kids. Because I think every kid is great. Now, this student was not the greatest student. This student got in trouble. This student cursed. This student just all around the one that teachers did not want to see coming. However, I'm like, this kid ain't that bad. I saw a lot of things in this kid that I saw in myself. I saw, um, I understood growing up in a single-parent household that you didn't really didn't have any rules or boundaries, and your mother always looked out for you. So I understood exactly what he was going through. And I always find myself um, trying to bail him out of trouble. Now, when I bail you out of trouble, you got to hear my mouth. You got to hear Mr. Harris' TED Talks. You have to. Because I'm getting you out of trouble, so the least you can do is hear me talk. And so, every time he got in trouble, I always run to his rescue. I always try to figure a way to get him out. And so, as the year progressed, I, I found myself looking at that he actually changing. He actually listened to some of these TED Talks. And so, I, I became very proud. Hey, this kid don't get in trouble that much. He changes his, his way of life. His grades are improving. Teachers are um, liking him more. And all of those things going in a positive direction. And so, we get to the end of the year. Where he's trying to find a girl to go to the prom with. And he did not choose the smartest girl. He did not choose the best looking girl. But he chose a girl that he actually really liked. And so he did all the gentleman things. He he did a whole prom proposal. And he did everything nice as a gentleman should do. And so they get to the prom. And I'm there as one of the chaperones. And I see him pimp slapping his girl. Not his girl, but another girl. And so I ran over there. I snatched them up and pulled them outside of the um, building. And so I would just let him have it. I was cussing at him. I was all in his face. And I almost put my hands on him. Because that's one thing that you do not do as a male. 
put your hands on a female, regardless. So I would just let him have it. And I broke him all the way down. I made him feel like he was nothing. All those things that I, I was speaking positive in his life, it was all destroyed. And he was not the same for the rest of the evening. So I told him, go in there and apologize to the girl. And he did. And he went and apologized and went and sat in the corner and put his head down. Now, what he did was wrong. And I did not approve it. However, I did not want him to miss one of the greatest times as a no, greatest times when you be in school is your prom. Those are the things you remember for the rest of your life. And I did not want him to have this negative um, thought of Mr. Harris cussing him out at the prom for the rest of his life. So I, I was begging, I was pleading to him and trying to get him to just enjoy it. You messed up. We apologize and move forward. But he wasn't hearing it. So the prom finished and it was time for him to go. And I asked him, I said, you want to have a man-to-man conversation? And he said, with a didn't want to answer or a negative way. He was like, yeah. So we went on the side of the building and we talked. And he explained what happened. He explained that these girls were telling him that he was better than, he couldn't find a better girl to take to the prom. The other girls were telling him that he could have found a girl that was smarter, better looking, you know, a girl that can dress better. But he chose this girl. And he was saying that, Mr. Harris, you always told me to protect and defend the things that you love. And that's all I was doing, Mr. Harris, just protecting, just taking up for the girl that made my day. And I'm like, dog, man, I made a mistake. And so, and he wasn't only disappointed what the girls were saying or upset what the girls were saying. He was disappointed about the things that I said. He said, Mr. Harris, I was ups- I'm upset because I disappointed you. I made you upset. I did not show all those words, all those speeches that you gave to me. I did not use them. And I let you down. That's what I'm upset about. And that right there, when he said he made me upset, he disappointed me. It made me relook the situation. I was like, dude, you told this kid every time to take up for his, protect his family, be great, do the right thing. And frankly, he was doing the right thing in this situation. So, as hard as it was, I apologize. I was telling him that I was sorry for the words that I used. I was sorry for getting in his face. And then I went into this passionate talk where I would tell him how great he was, how how I saw the change in him. I, I saw the things in myself in him. I saw all the things that I wish I would have done differently in my life. And he used the tools that I, I told him about it. And so I was just passionate. And so I said, hey, dude, just just give me a hug. And we hug, hug it out. And 
And when I was hugging him, I kept on telling him, hey, you're going to be great. You're going to do great things and all of that. So I got very passionate. So as a passionate person, I did the one Denzel tear. And I was like, dude, you're you going to be great. And I'm so proud to be your teacher. And when my passionate talk turned into a little weep or cry, he looked back in a jokingly manner. He said, Mr. Harris, <laughs> you crying. <laughs> I always knew he was a bitch. <laughs> and that was the only person that called me a bitch and got away with it. All right, cussing is one of those things that we all do. And frankly, Every now and then, you have to let a motherfucker know that you got me fucked up. Sometimes you curse just to be jokeful or jokey. I made that up. But you have to let a motherfucker know, hey, you got me fucked up. Or you can just say it in a jokely manner. Like that student that called me a bitch. Now, sometimes cursing, you be offended. Sometimes you'll let some things go. Just remember... That choose the right time and the right place to let a motherfucker know you got me fucked up. And always remember, the views and opinions and the things that I say doesn't mean anything outside this motherfucker goddamn bitch ass, hoe ass, stupid ass room. (laughs) Y'all have a good one.